Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. Coming up on this episode of The Entrepreneurial You. Imagine going to your Facebook profile, looking at your uh, timeline, and thinking, if I were a person that had never met me before, does this look good enough for me to continue connecting with me? Hi, I'm Henneke Watkins-Sporto, your inspirational leader and host of the Entrepreneurial You podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Bookophilia, Patwa Apparel, and the Jamaica Stock Exchange. And now, let's go to today's episode. I'm so delighted to have on The Entrepreneurial You today a direct sales expert who's built teams for several sales organizations over a few different industries and is also active in the real estate markets. More recently, he decided to pursue his passion of helping others and founded Build Your Network, a podcast dedicated to helping professionals grow their inner circle. I'm super excited, of course, to welcome Travis Chapel to The Entrepreneurial You. Welcome, Travis. Thanks for joining me. Hannah, thank you so much for having me on. Been looking forward to it. Awesome. Yeah, we started our dialogue as we were talking about in our pre-intro um, interview talk. It's several, several months ago, and here we are today, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been in the works for a while, but I'm glad that we're able to finally put it on the schedule and make it happen. Exactly. Nothing happens before the time. You know, I really believe in divine timing and so on. So it's perfect. And you, you also told me that you were recently in Jamaica. What was your experience like? Just a little about that. I was. Yeah. Um, you know, it was actually only there. We're actually only there for a day. So I couldn't really experience the island. Usually when I when I travel, I like to stay places for at least a few days just to kind of explore and everything. Um, but this particular time, it was uh, we were on family vacation and we were on a cruise. So we only uh, uh, were at port there for, for one day. But we went um, and hiked up that uh, giant waterfall that oh, you guys Dunt have River. over there. Oh, Dunt River Falls. Yeah. Yay. Great. Mm -hmm. Good yep. for you. Good for you. That. Yeah. Yeah, the whole thing. It was it was it was really cool. It was gorgeous over there. It was amazing that that waterfall just like dumps right into the ocean right there. It was, it was just really, really pretty. Awesome. So did you pick up any Jamaican accent or any um, Jamaican expression, slang, whatever? Nah. No? <laughs> uh, you know, you know, probably for like three days. <laughs> but, uh, but then it but then it wore off pretty quickly after that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <No> yeah. <problem>. <laughs> All right. That's enough Jamaicanism for the day. All right. Let's move on. Right. You're now helping people, you know, uh, that's your passion, that's your purpose, you're into networking and so on. But I want to get from you a sense, uh, Travis, of young Travis, what were you like as a child? What were your dreams, your aspirations? What were you like? Yeah, good question. Um, as a young kid, I I grew up actually really religious, uh, Annika. So um, when I was a kid, I wanted to do like some sort of ministerial work when I grew up. So like pastoral, youth pastor, you know, evangelist type things. And uh, that's actually what I went to college for. Um, and I have my degree in that in, in church ministries. But um, so when I was a kid, that was kind of the direction that I saw myself going when I got older. But 
when I was a kid, I also could never shake that entrepreneurial itch. Um, it was always something that was kind of in me, you know, when I, when I was a kid, I would, um, uh, there, there's little, these little ovens. I don't know if anybody listening would remember these, but there's little ovens that you could, um, make your own little creepy crawly bugs in them. And you put like little, um, liquid in these molds and you put it in this oven and it, and it would bake these little plastic, um, insects mm, and i would okay i would uh make those and uh bring them to school and sell them to the other kids for you know like when i was like in fifth grade or something i'd sell them to the first and second graders for you know a quarter or you know a nickel or a dime like whatever it was you know so even back then i was i was you know hustling and trying to figure out ways that i could put some money in my pocket um so fast forward a few years after that and when i was in high school and i started my own landscaping company which was like my first real experience making a little bit of money from there it just kind of transformed and compounded on itself and it was really funny and i got a really big aha moment when i was going into my senior year of high school because the summer before is when I started that business and it was with a buddy of mine and it was just a fun summer. We were making some money and um, we would do landscaping jobs for like real, um, real estate investors that needed like a new lawn in their front yard before they would flip a house and put it back on the market. And so we'd go over and put in a new lawn and make sure sprinklers were working and all that kind of stuff. And um, we'd take jobs when we wanted to. And then we just traveled around and went to the beach and, you know, had a good time, but we actually had money to use, which <laughs> makes, makes traveling around a lot more fun when you have some money to spend. So I remember I landed a couple of landscaping jobs before school started that year. And so I was sitting there in class in the fall semester in my senior year of high school. And I was doing some math in class, obviously not paying attention to whatever the teacher was saying. And I was doing some math on how much money I was going to make on these two landscaping jobs. Because what happened was when I went to school, I obviously couldn't do the labor on those jobs, right? Because I was in school. So right. I, mean, I was in school, mm-hmm. I had football <laughs> practice, and I had work and homework and projects and all that, all that good stuff. So um, I hired a few college students to go do the labor on those jobs for me. And I remember sitting in class, adding up all the numbers and the figures and looking at it and thinking, wow, I'm going to, I'm going to get paid the same amount of money. It was actually a little bit more money than I was paying the college students who actually did the labor on the job. And that was when uh, I had a really big aha moment there uh, because that was when it really clicked for me that, you know, the value of creating a relationship and the value of salesmanship and the value of bringing business to the table. So because I had brought the business to the table, I could then go get a couple of people who could do the work for me and still make more money than those people and not have to be out, you know, in the heat working and doing labor all day. So that was a really big aha moment for me, but that's just kind of a glimpse into uh, my childhood as far as, you know, I, I kind of had this other thing where I wanted to go this ministerial route, but in deep in my DNA, and a, I think there was just something that said um, that I was always just trying to hustle and and uh, and make a put some, put some extra money in my bank account. So. so you know that's an interesting story, right? And had it gone another way, then I would be calling you uh, Reverend Chapel or um, Pastor <laughs> Chapel, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pastor yeah, Travis or yeah. something to that effect. But you know there is. Um, I don't know if you recognize it or even given much thought to it, but the fact that you you had this deep sense of calling because it would have been a calling from an early age and albeit you know, you've you've changed into something else and you're doing something else. But the, at, at the foundation, at the very core of anybody who would want to answer the call to ministry is that uh, thrust to want to help other people, to want to uh, reach mm. out. And so you are not... 
I mean, though you're not in ministry right now, as as in the traditional sense, I do believe that you are in fact mm-hmm. in ministry and reaching out. Because, right, yeah. exactly, because ministry mm-hmm. takes different forms. You know, not everybody go preach the word or um, do Bible study, whatever it is. But in your own in your own sense, and and I think that is you know that that passion that you have for helping people is actually connected to that. What would you say though to that? Yes, I mean, totally agree. I think that that stems directly from being raised that way um, is the desire to really help people and serve and um, really make a difference and see people's lives change and stuff like that. And I think that is a big driving and motivating factor behind, um, you know, doing what we do and doing, you know, podcasting and um, trying to put out content that's going to help people, um, you know, form their lives and um, and become uh, better, um, you know, assets to society and stuff like that. So uh, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. And so we want to delve deeper into what does helping people really mean for you? How is that manifesting itself? I've been doing sales now for a really long time. And for me, it was always, it was always something bigger than what I was doing. So I always wanted to see other people succeed along with me. So when, when I started first making money with sales, it was just kind of like, um, I was kind of an island, you know, I was by myself. I was just going out there doing my thing. And so I wanted to bring on people and help them do the same thing that I was doing because I was just so stoked to be doing what I was doing. And I I couldn't believe the paychecks that I was getting. And I couldn't believe how little amount of work, you know, I was putting into my, as far as like hours of, of real work and how big the paychecks were. And so I was really trying to find a way to bring other people to this because I was like, man, this is just so awesome. I don't know why more people don't do this. And, um, so that's kind of how it started for me. And then, um, I, throughout that time, I built up teams of people that, um, we, you know, we sold a lot of products for a few different companies, a couple of different organizations, um, a couple of different industries and all that kind of stuff. And so the most fulfilling part of what I did was always seeing the success that other people had based on following the advice that I had given them. The, the products that I sold, I believe in them, but they didn't bring a sense of fulfillment to me. You know, does that make sense? Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. seeing someone get solar, I wasn't like, wow, I'm, I just helped that person person like I, I, that wasn't like what brought fulfillment what brought fulfillment was me bringing a guy in who had no previous sales experience training him teaching him and then bringing him into a situation and watching him succeed and make money like that that was what was more fulfilling so that's when i really wanted to double down um when i was looking into what i wanted to do next and what um what area i wanted to be in that's why podcasting was such an obvious answer for me after a while of just like really thinking about it because I, I figured out that I could help people just like I do with my sales trainings, but I could do that on a much larger scale, on a, on a more a higher level and reach more people and uh, and help more people, people that may, I may not have ever been able to meet, you know, before then. You know, and, and you know this too, uh, Hanukkah, from your podcast, you know, when you put a podcast out there, you have people from different countries that are tuning in and listening to what you are putting out there, people that you would literally not have ever been able to meet in person. Now you have the ability to connect with them and add value and help them um, create the life that they want for themselves and, and that that's just an amazing an amazing thing and that's exactly how I was about to describe it that's an amazing thing I mean as a podcast as you rightfully say there's I think there's no greater joy even I had the show on radio before it, it became a podcast and Yes, I enjoyed being behind the microphone and just connecting with persons, but the the reach was actually limited. It was limited to person who would, you know, um, 
I guess because it, it was also streaming online, but right. it, you know, it was within a particular time. There wasn't the uh, on-demand access and all mm-hmm. of that, mm-hmm. and reaching as many people as I am now. And so I understand that sense of fulfillment that you're talking about, and it's as if there is no greater joy, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> just connecting, definitely. yeah, just connecting with persons. Talking about your podcast, what has been the the highlight of you know doing that podcast? People. Uh, is is the people that and that's that's the main highlight because I I would say just one you know thing or or another thing but people is probably just the number one thing um, because it's not just the people that I've been able to interview on my show but that you know that's also huge because I've been able to talk to some really really awesome people that um, you know if I didn't have a podcast they literally just would not have given me the time because they couldn't have made it a priority in their schedule uh, to give me the time to talk to me it's not because they're a jerk or anything or they only want to do it if it's going to promote themselves but they have to guard their time there's influencers they have a lot of demands for their time and so that to really guard their time so having a podcast allowed me to has been has has allowed me to talk to a lot of people that normally would not have been would, would not have just would not have given me the time of day, so to speak. Um, but then it's also allowed me to connect with people who have been able to help with the podcast and um, people that have been listening to my show that like the content that I'm putting out and that um, that I can connect with. And um, you know anybody that, that jumps in my Facebook group, I have a scheduling link in there. So people can go in. Once you join my Facebook group, you can schedule a call with me just to hop on the phone just because I love connecting with people. Um, so the, the number one most awesome thing about my podcast is just people, the people that I've been able to connect with to interview on the show, um, just the caliber of people that they are and the input they're putting into the world. And then also the people that I've been able to connect with that are listening to the show and um, and uh, actually being able to create relationships with with these people who, like I said, would bef- like before there was just zero chance of connecting with them. And now I have this, this, this platform, this medium to be able to do that. Um, so definitely, definitely people. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Just as you talk about that, I just reflect on, you know, just recently I was able to reach out to Seth uh, Godin and to be on my show. And I just interviewed him a couple of days ago and I'm like, on a normal circumstance, as you rightfully say, you know, Seth right. would have to guard his time. I wouldn't get the time of day had I not have a podcast. Yeah. I mean, even That's a, awesome. traditional, a traditional radio show probably wouldn't even do it. But a podcast is just something about it that, you know. Um, and yep. the person's thought leaders, thought leaders understand the value, the, the value of a podcast. You know, whereas, yeah. um, you yeah. know, I don't know, there are some persons who who haven't yet caught on, especially in the develop, developing world, we haven't quite caught on the value and how potent it is as a marketing tool, as just something to get your voice mm-hmm. out there. Um, amazing. The amazing things that we're doing, the people that we're connecting uh, with, um, the listeners, the feedback that we're getting, the audience, you know, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. It's a wonderful thing. And I'm blessed to have a podcast. And I know you feel the same way. <laughs> Definitely, definitely, and congratulations on Seth Godin. That's that's huge. That's a that's a fantastic interview. I'll be looking forward to listening to that one. Oh yeah, definitely. Thank you so much. So we're gonna take a break right here, Travis. And when we come back, we're gonna get onto that hot topic of growing, you know, growing your business via Facebook, and especially amidst the changes that Facebook has recently announced, and we see how that will affect us as content marketers. So hang on, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Success is something that we gradually work towards as an end goal, but we need to be in the right environment to make it happen. Bookophilia is dedicated to providing a space for book, coffee and tea lovers, 
creatives, educators, students, and professionals who want ideas, innovation, and inspiration. They have a variety of high-quality books, a cafe, events such as book launches, signings, and art exhibitions, and professional services uniquely tailored to your needs, culture, and tastes. Their environment provides for the full literary arts experience, allowing for multifaceted creative expressions. Find them on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Bookophilia. We needed to raise capital, but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act, and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Do you want to see the world filled with better leaders? Filling the world with leaders worth following starts with you, and you can be that leader in your company, organization, or community. On May 4, 2018, join more than 100,000 leaders from around the globe at the world's largest leadership event, LeaderCast Live. Broadcast live from Atlanta to a community near you, LeaderCast Live will allow you to learn from leaders like Andy Stanley, Michael Hyatt, and Dr. Jim Lur. For more information on this can't miss event, visit hennikawatkisporter.com and click on Leadercast Kingston and invest in the future of your career, your organization, your community, and your world. Welcome back. Welcome back. We are talking with Travis Chappell. He is a networking, he's, he's a real estate marketer, networking expert, podcast expert. He's, he's just a wealth of information that we have here right now. And so if you're just joining us, don't go any place. Of course, if you if you decide to go any place, you can always download and listen and come back and listen. And that's the beauty of a podcast. So now, Travis, welcome back. We're going to be talking Facebook. How can we use Facebook to uh, you know grow our business, leverage it to grow our business? Man, that's such a great question. There's so many ways. Um, I'll talk about just one thing uh, really quick, kind of, because I think it's something that a lot of people are really missing, and that is the power that Facebook has for free marketing. Um, a lot of people have this misconception that you can only get real results on Facebook if you spend a lot of money on ads, and um, if you go hire an ad agency to build these insanely targeted specific ads, and if you you have the marketing budget and all that kind of stuff to do that, fantastic. They're a great way to do it. But I think a lot of people are stretching their budget to do that. And sometimes it would just make more sense for them to just spend more time on Facebook rather than spending more money on Facebook. And uh, so there's one way to do that is through Facebook groups. So first things first, you have to first of all, go look at your own profile and come at it from a complete completely different angle, a different approach. So imagine going to your Facebook profile, looking at your uh, timeline 
and thinking, if I were a person that had never met me before, does this look good enough for me to continue connecting with me? Okay, so because uh, what happens is a lot of times, and I guess people have a, a picture of their cat as their profile picture, or um, you know their favorite sports team, or something like that, or their cover photo is some like sunset picture or something. You know, a lot of that. I mean, it's cool, and it really depends on what you want to get done with your business. But if you want to do actual business on Facebook and you want to do it for free without having to spend a lot of money on traffic, uh, you have to clean up your Facebook profile. Make it. It's got to be a billboard for who you are, who you want people to see you as and it has to be something catches people's attention but also tells them exactly what you do and what you're looking to do so if you head to my facebook profile you can just type in travis chapel in the search bar and it should come up um or travis.chapel15 that's my exact i think profile extension so you can type that in and it'll be the first one to come up but if you go there and look at it you see my profile picture which is a a pretty professional picture and then you'll see my my cover photo which is a graphic that i paid somebody to work up for me literally i think it was like 25 bucks they put my logo there they put pictures of some of my top guests that i've had on my podcast and then it says something like recognize anyone then you'll love my podcast and uh, so when people go to my 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 timeline and they look at that cover photo and they see any faces that they recognize they're like oh that's you know john lee dumas i know who that is or that's patrick but david i know who that is i that, you know that's Ryan Stuman or Jill Stanton or some of these people that I've had on my show and they'll be like, okay, I, I recognize, I recognize Elena Cardone. So I, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go see if I can check out this guy's podcast. So now they go down, they look at my little bio right there. It doesn't have a bunch of abstract phrases like serial entrepreneur and stuff like that. Um, what it says is exactly what I want people to get when they go visit my profile, which is something, something to the uh, effect of, I help people grow their inner circle by asking professionals how they did it. And then there's a link to my podcast right there. So it's very, 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 very easy for somebody to go to my profile, figure out exactly what it is that I do within just a couple of seconds and see if they want to further connect with me. That's very simple. And that's very simple to do. And a lot of us take it for granted. I mean, I know there's a lot too that I need to be doing with my profile. I mean, it's it's pretty much partially you know, up there. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. really need to work on that for real. I need something that I have on my agenda to look mm -hmm. into and to get it professionally done because it's very important. You know, it's not costing you anything, as you rightfully say. Right. And first impressions are so important, right? I mean, your, your first impression in person, everybody worries about their first impression in person, but for some reason, people don't worry about their first impression online. Your timeline, your Facebook profile is your first impression to a bunch of other people that have never met you before. So if they go there and they see a, a bunch of abstract information or they see a laundry list of things that you've done instead of just a simple, succinct little phrase that says exactly what you're looking to do with them and for them, then they're more likely going to be confused, right? Um, commas produce comas, right? So the more things <laughs> you have in your bio, the more commas that you have in your bio, the more likely you are to put somebody to sleep when they're reading through everything. So just come up with one little short, simple phrase that you do to help people or what you do with your business, whatever it may be, and put that in your bio, make sure your link to your website is there, and then just try to point everything in that direction. So just make it, clean up your Facebook profile, make it look professional, make it be a billboard for your business. That's step number one. Now, step number two is going to take a little bit more time. So this is where you're going to go um, into some Facebook groups and to start doing some um, some networking, some really good online networking. Um, so Facebook groups are a fantastic way to do that. 
button. And there's a lot of different tips and tricks on that. I, I have a, an ebook that give away for free, uh, Henneke. So if you're listening right now, you want to download that ebook. It's, it's called Groupology and it's how to network in Facebook groups without being that one person. Um, and we all know who that one person is that comes <laughs> and spams person, everybody. Right? Yeah. yeah <laughs> drops all their links, you know, and like says, go buy all my stuff. They've never met you before. They've never asked you anything. They never liked your status. They never liked anything. They just want to get a bunch of business for free. And that's not how it works. So we're going to, so that book just breaks down how to actually go into a group and network with people without having to be that really annoying person that gets kicked out of the group and, you know, day three. So if you want a more detailed description of what to do in Facebook groups and stuff like that, then you can go download that, find it at buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB, buildyournetwork.co slash FB, and you can download that ebook. But there's a couple of things that I can uh, touch on uh, while we're while we're chatting here, Henneke, so the people listening can get some value. First tip is to write a list of a bunch of people that you want to connect with. So if this is your ideal client, if you're running a business, or for me or you or other podcasters, Henneke, that might be a list of people that you want to eventually get on your show. Um, wherever these people are hanging out, like doing this list is going to give you a lot of clarity because then you can go join Facebook groups that are specific to the people that you really want to be connecting with instead of just connecting with random people in general. So this will give you a more specific, more focused way to go connect with people. So write out that list of people, then go join about five to 10 uh, Facebook groups. What I would do is go join about 15 to 20. And then after you get in those groups, then narrow it down to about five, um, five that you're really going to spend a lot of time in. I, I recommend joining 15 to 20 because some, you know, you're, you're not really going to figure out the engagement level until you get in the group and see what's going on. Cause some groups have 8,000 people, but an average post only gets six likes or something like that. You know, whereas some groups like my, my Facebook group, for instance, we have about 200 people, but we get a lot of engagement in our group because it's a really, really close knit community. So, um, more highly engaged groups are the better ones. So I would say go join 1520. And then after about a week or two, you'll really start to narrow it down and then make sure you just double down, focus on five groups. Um, because anything more than that, you're just going to be spending either, you know, eight hours a day in Facebook groups or, you're just not going to be able to add as much value as you should be in the groups that you're in. Um, so only join, uh, only stay with a few and and start adding value, adding value, adding value. The number one mindset shift here is shifting your mindset from thinking short term to thinking long term. Yeah. So um, that's just a couple of of quick of a really quick tip. So you go in those groups, start adding value, start making some posts. Then what happens is somebody comments on your post, right? Somebody likes or reacts or loves or whatever to your post. Now you can go in there, start adding some of those people as friends because they obviously like something that you said in the group. And then what happens when you add them as a friend, what happens? They're going to go straight to your profile, which remember before is now a billboard for exactly what you do. So if they connect with you, now they're more interested in connecting with you um, and they know exactly what it is that you do. So now they can follow your stuff more closely, watch what you're doing and connect with you there. And then that will allow people um, to really figure out a way to do business with you and connect with you. Um, so that's just a few really quick tips. Um, and like I said, you can delve a little bit more into it in, in my ebook if you would like to go check. Certainly that, I mean, that's a mouthful of meal, you know, it's quite helpful, I'm sure. So now we want to, Facebook recently announced changes that will impacts what is seen on our timelines and you know what we see on our friends timelines and so on and others timelines so what are the implications of that in terms of you know those of us who like to put out content for marketing 
I do know that Facebook is trying to crack down on a lot of different calls to action that promote quote unquote fake engagement, they call it. So um, when uh, before it was a really good idea to throw in calls to action in your posts, stuff like, you know, um, love this post if you, you, you know, say potato and like this post if you say potato you know what i mean like yes, stuff like that yes, so, yes. so telling people what to do in your post and and comment below if you you know want this or you know stuff like that so what's happening now is the facebook algorithm is starting to detect um phrases like that um stuff like comment um look below um uh, like this or share this like those buzzwords facebook is really starting to crack down on those so this next year, um, we're probably going to see a, a lot less uh, natural engagement on posts that before got you uh, quite a bit of good engagement because of those calls to action. Um, the number one thing and something like Gary Vaynerchuk always says is don't complain about it. Just figure out a way to adapt to it. So Facebook's going to do what Facebook's going to do, and we don't have any control over that. So there's no reason to sit there and whine and complain that Facebook's changing the algorithm on you. You just have to adapt and figure out other ways to make it happen. And we most, you know, we're entrepreneurs and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> right. I think this is probably even good. And that's why Facebook does it, because they want the the um, true engagement on Facebook to be with posts that are worth engaging on. And now, instead of just like throwing in a quick comment something that you're thankful for type thing into your Facebook status, like you can't really do that anymore to get that kind of engagement. So you have to be more creative. You have to add more value uh, to get that true engagement, which ultimately was just going to boost the value of your content anyway. So Facebook's kind of doing you a favor. <laughs> yeah, forcing you to think you outside the box, right? Exact, mm -hmm. Exactly. Making you actually come up with good content instead of just saying like this if you're a Virgo, <laughs> you know? Uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, that, there's a couple of changes um, that uh, that will definitely need to adapt to if we want to uh, keep getting uh, promoting our engagement on on Facebook. Awesome, Travis. You've given us enough nuggets for us to go and implement. And certainly as it relates to our profile, you know, that is something that we really need to look into and take action because it's such a great piece of real estate in terms of our marketing. And mm -hmm. a lot of us are not making, taking advantage and leveraging it to benefit our businesses and, and benefit, you know, our growth and so on. So thank you so much for being on The Entrepreneurial You. And before we go, though, I want to ask you to leave again, repeat the the ebook that you have for us, as well as, right, as well as your contact information on your social media platforms that you're available. Yes, ma'am. So on uh, for the Facebook uh, ebook, just head over to buildyournetwork.co forward slash FB for Facebook. Um, and then there will be a copy of my ebook that you can download right there. And then right below that, Annika, there's a link to join my Facebook group. Um, that is where I spend a lot of time engaging with people. Like I said, if you want to hop on a quick phone call with me, go join the Facebook group and you can schedule it in the, the welcome post there. There's a there's a link to my calendar. You can schedule a quick, uh, quick phone call. Um, love to get to know you better. And uh, I spend a lot of time in that Facebook group. And then obviously from there, you'll be able to find my personal profile, add me as a friend and all that good stuff. Really, the other social side I spend a lot of time on is Instagram. So that is just at Travis Chapel at Travis Chapel on Instagram, or just go join my Facebook group and I'll connect with you there. And so my peak performers, yes, you heard Travis, please go and check him out. I'm sure you love the content that he's been sharing with us. He's given us a lot of nuggets, things to hold 
hold on to to make some positive changes in our businesses and in our lives in general. And so, Travis, again, thank you so much. It has been a pleasure of mine to have you on The Entrepreneurial You. Helga, thank you so much for having me on. I had a blast chatting with you. We have come to the end of another value-packed episode of The Entrepreneurial You podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I ask you kindly to leave a rating and review in iTunes or simply leave a comment on the show notes page of the episode as well as to share it with your friends because you do know that sharing is caring. And perhaps you also know that I spent two months recently in incredible India. I was doing a training on how to train entrepreneurs and entrepreneur trainers and promoters. So I'm now certified. And just to say that I've traveled a lot, but certainly this will go down as one of the most impactful. I've learned so much about the culture and the country, met some of the most amazing individuals and seen some incredible things. After all, I was in incredible India. Of course, if you'd like to keep up to date with what I'm doing, please email me at hennikawatkisporter at gmail.com so that you can be added to my newsletter distribution list. And speaking of keeping up to date, my most current initiative is to host the LeaderCast Kingston conference that will be held on May 4 at the Jamaica Pegasus Hotel. Now, you know the LeaderCast brand. It has been around for many years and I've been blessed enough and honored enough for LeaderCast to trust me with their brand. And so I'll be streaming in Jamaica. If you're desirous to become a better leader in whatever sphere of life that you are, whether you're a pastor, you're a teacher, you're in retail, banking, manufacturing, the healthcare sector, it doesn't matter. Whatever sphere of life you find yourself in and you want to become a better leader, then certainly this is the conference for you. Go right now to hennikawatkisporter.com to sign up so that you can get the best seat in the house as well as get leadership tips and pointers leading up to the conference. Remember, you were born to win, but to be a winner, you must plan to win, prepare to win, and expect to win. Walk good. 